0: Well, good morning, church. It's good to be with you again. Exciting day here at Western Hills, there's no doubt. Um, I'm thankful to be with you, of course, here on the video, if you will, this morning. But, you know, church has started back today. Actually, we have three services today and and kind of a little busy around here, but we're so excited about that. Let me tell you, we have three services. We have a 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and a 5 o'clock. The 9 o'clock and the 11 o'clock, it's booked. That's wonderful. We keep about 80 per service. That way everybody can have their space and understand that that's important, of course, trying to do all the safety precautions that we can take care of that. Five o'clock, it's wide open. So, you know, if you want to be a part of one of those services in the weeks coming, we don't know how long we're gonna to have to do that and be divided up the way we are, um, we want you to just call the office and let us know which service you prefer. Or you can actually go online and you can register there as well. So get that done early and the earlier you get your spot. That's the way it works just happens that way. Kind of strange times. Now this week I'm bringing this message, uh, of course, at the regular time we would every Sunday. But starting next week, it may be a little bit different. We're trying to work through this the best way we can. We're trying to help you that are at home and watching this uh, be able to get a feel of what's really going on at church. And so next week we're going to be taping uh, the 9 o'clock and the 11 o'clock service. When we do that, we're gonna upload that so that you can watch it. But the the deal with that is this, simply. It takes about three to four hours to upload that service. So by doing that, it's gonna take a little bit of delay for you to see us next Sunday. So if you tune in next week at 10 o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever time it is for you now, um, you're not gonna see that service. Uh, So you're gonna have to wait some time until the afternoon. We're thinking maybe around two, three o'clock time frame, kind of keep an eye on that and we'll let you know. Just be patient with us and we're trying to do our very best, trust me. Lonnie and Debbie have done a a terrific job. Debbie does all the, I don't know, the the little detail stuff and puts in all the music and all that, she does a great job. And Lonnie's here with me every time and all the mess ups and the goof ups and the bloopers that we have Uh, He's really good about helping me out with that. But we want to let you know that if you feel uncomfortable in coming back to church, and some people are that way, don't feel guilty about that. Everybody's different, and I'm okay with that, and I believe God's okay with that too, okay? And then certainly if you have health issues, you need to be a little more cautious. We understand that. Take a few more weeks, take a little bit more time, and then maybe things will uh, settle down and we can get back together. So we're looking at three services right now, and hopefully go back to two and hopefully then back to one. We can all get together and have a good time together praising God here at Western Hills. But again, we love you, and we know that you love us, and we're asking you to continue to pray for us and lift us up as we work through this time together. This morning, I'm going to take communion with you, and I'm going to do that right now, actually. And um, it, it's, it's an honor for me to be able to do that with you and the church family. Jesus, keep me near the cross, there a precious family. From Calvary's mouth Scripture tells us that as often as you come together, do this in remembrance of me. And I think that's really important. And even though we're at a distance, we're really together because you're my brother, you're my sister in Christ. And I want you to know that I love you. I'm going to read a scripture for you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 as we prepare to take that communion. You know, Paul had to tell the church there They were having at Corinth, Corinth is a little strange place. It's kind of a mix of New York, New Jersey, and San Francisco pushed together, and there the church was planted. And they had a lot of struggles, as you read through the book of uh, Corinthians. But in this situation, Paul is telling them, man, you guys are really forgetting the main thing. And so he sets them straight on a few issues, and then he comes back, let me tell you what the main thing is. And this is what he says in chapter 11, verse... 23 and following. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that He was betrayed, took the bread, and when He had given thanks for it, He broke it, and He said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to take the bread and do this in remembrance of Him. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for the love that you have for us, that you would offer your Son on the cross in his broken body so that we could have eternal life. Father, we we pause for a moment, and I pause, Father, and I thank you that you've given us this opportunity. Even though we are at a distance away from each other, we can be close because we are one in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, we do this now, we take this bread in remembrance of what he did, what you did for us on the cross. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to pick up reading in verse number 25. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat the bread and you drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father God, we continue our prayer now, and we thank you for the cup. We thank you for this wine. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses our souls, that sets us right with you, not for the things that we have done, but for what he did for us. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience to the Father. And thank you, Father, for your love. And now as we take this, We do this in remembrance of all the things you did for us. And we're so thankful, Father, that when they took him off the cross and they put him in the grave, on the third day he arose. Life. Father, that is for us as well. But only by the blood of the Lamb are we cleansed. Thank you, Jesus. And we remember you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, that kind of concludes this part. We're going to have a song or so, and then we're going to come back and have a message for you in just a few moments. But again, if you want to be a part of service at church, come and be with us. Make sure you make that call, okay? God bless you. Take care. Talk to you soon. Okay, church, I told you I'd be back, didn't I? (laughs) It's good to be with you again. You know, as we get started on this message, I want to talk to you today about love. And, you know, I tell you all the time how much I love you, and I really mean that. Love you with the love of the Lord. We even sing the song sometimes, and it's powerful. Um, And love is that, isn't it? Love is powerful. I mean, you can instantly name the people that you love, can't you? They just come to mind, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and Donna, in my case. But it, it's, love is a wonderful thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that God gives us that we can enjoy, be a part of in our lives. So today I want to talk to you about this love thing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 13, it says, And these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And when you think about that, it really is, isn't it? Because you see, in heaven, someday when we get to heaven, you won't need faith. You won't need hope. All you'll have is love. Because God is love. And we'll experience love in a whole new way that, that's different than what we know it as now. It'll be so overwhelming. It and it'll be a God kind of love in a powerful way. And we can't, we can't really explain it here on earth, but we try to. And so I want to talk to you today about love. I want to give you an acronym again, and hopefully that will help you as we work throughout the week. And um, maybe you deal with this love thing. So the first letter, of course, is the letter L. And I used the word there this morning is look. That's right, Look. Why do I use the word look? Is because what you look for in life is normally what you find, isn't it? What you look for in life is what you normally find. There is That's just the case. Good or bad, happy or sad, right or wrong, positive or negative. During this time of this pandemic, you've decided to look on a view from this view or that view. You can look at the negative side or the positive side. And you I know, mean, I'm kind of a guy who wants to look at the positive side. Look, we've learned a lot of things through this process, but we also know that God is with us, and that's always positive. Amen? Amen. One look in the right direction can change your life because you can fall in love. One little look at something. When a child is born, instantly, love. The first look can melt your heart. I promise you it does. You know it as well, don't you? This is why God tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2, He says to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. You see, when you fix your eyes on Jesus, what do you get? You get greater faith. Your faith becomes greater when you fix your eyes or look at the right thing. In Psalms 121, David said, I lift up my eyes to the mountains to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Why? And how could he say that? It's because he looked in the right direction. So if you want to find love, true love, you got to look in the right direction. It will make a difference in your life. In Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33, the scripture says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When the word there says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, it's meaning look to the kingdom of God. It's looking for these things that are righteous. What happens when you do, when you look in the right direction? He tells you there that all these things, all these things will be given to you. The blessings of God come when you look in the right direction. So my encouragement for you in learning to love even greater is to look in the right direction. Have you been looking to God through this pandemic time? Have you been focusing on what His Word says that will change you and direct you through this time? You see, God always provides a way out through for His people. All through history, God has always provided a way out for His people, those that are obedient to Him. And if you look at the right thing, God will guide you through this time as well. And Jeremiah 29, verse number 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. When you seek something, you look for it. When you lose something, you look for it. And God says, don't lose me, look for me, because you will find me. And that's a good thing. Another amen, amen. So when you look for God, you will find him. For he's always there for you. So look is the first one. The second letter would be O, of course. And this one I chose the word today is to observe. To love something, you need to observe it just a little bit deeper. That's all that means is you're looking just a little bit deeper. You have to look deeper into this to find out if it's true or not. You discover that it is something that is significant in your life. When you truly observe love and how you love someone, whether it's your mate or your children, you discover in that process of really what love is all about. So you have to observe something there. What you truly love in life becomes a part of you. It just connects you. How do I know that? This is why when someone that you know leaves you, it hurts. It pulls part of you out. When someone in your family that passes away that you love dearly, maybe it's a parent or a family member, and in that it just hurts you. Why? Because you've experienced love with them, and that become they become a part of you in that. Listen to the word in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Notice what he says. Look to the heavens who created all of this. He who brings out the starry host only or one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Think about that for a second. Not one of the stars is missing and God calls them all by name. And if you just observe the beauty of God, then you can understand more of his love for your life. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19, And my God will meet all your needs according to his riches in the glory in Christ Jesus. God wants to meet all of your needs. Has he met your need during this time of this pandemic? Sure he has. Have you been through things in your family, in your life, in your lifetime, that you thought were very, very tough, but you look back now and you see how God walked you right through it? Sure you have. You've observed what God has done for you. You love him more. If you forget to look back and see the things that God has brought you through, you can kind of take your eyes off Jesus. That's right. Psalms thirty-four, seventeen. it says this. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. You got troubles? You had troubles in your life? God delivered you, didn't he? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all of them. Observe what the Lord has done for you. Look at the things that you've gone through in your life. See how it is. Observe those things closely. And then you discover the love of God or more of the love of God that you can have for Him and for each other in it. So the letter O is to observe. The letter V stands for verify. Love is verifiable, love is provable. How do I know that? Well, I can prove that my wife loves me. How can I prove that my wife loves me? How can I prove that Donna truly, really loves me? And I know someone's saying right now, is because she puts up with you? Well, yeah, that's really true, isn't it? All the things that I've done in life, the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the goods and the bads, all those things, my wife has stuck with me. And so I find out, I can verify that she loves me. Even though I did that, she stuck with me. Even though I said that, she forgave me. She loves me. Love is provable. You can verify love. So how do we verify God's love? Well, it's pretty simple, isn't it? If you read the scripture, John 3:16, For God so loved the world, so loved me, that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave His Son on the cross. We just took communion a few moments ago. God gave His Son on the cross, so love can be verifiable. That's how much God loved you. He was willing to give His Son to die on a cross for someone like you. Watch this one. This one's First 1 John chapter three sixteen. For God, uh, this I'm sorry. I was going to read that second one again. This is how we know what love is. How do you know? Well, right here it tells you, Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. It's, it, it, you can verify the love of God because it's documented what Jesus did for you and me on the cross, and He gave His life. It's verifiable. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 6, but we know that there is only one God, only one, the Father, who created all things and made us to be His own. Did you catch that? He adopted us into His family. We accepted Christ and what He did for us on the cross. We were buried with Him in baptism and now we are His children. It's verifiable that I am God's chosen. God chose me, God chose you. It's verifiable, His love is verifiable. There is no doubt, for sure. I know I say that word all the time. and I've been watching these videos just pause here a minute and I say there's no doubt there's no doubt (laughs) well it's better than saying something else I guess so there is no doubt (laughs) the letter e the letter e I want to give for you today is the word enjoy you know remember last week I told you gotta live life like you're saved because we are well God has called us to enjoy love I enjoy love. You enjoy love? Sure you do. Love makes you feel good, doesn't it? Love is given to be enjoyed, but it's also given so that it might be given. You see, when you experience love, then you really know how to love. When you experience God's love, then you know how to love your wife. When you experience God's love, you know how to direct and love your children. When you experience God's love, you know how to deal with people that are unlovable. That's right. And that is important. Psalm 16, verse number 11 says, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. To live with God forever, think of that. To enjoy life here. But we can enjoy life here. Why? Because we know what's there. Think of, if nothing else, today for yourself to enjoy life. You say, man, I'm locked up in this place and I'm stuck at home and this is going on. Are you a child of God? Enjoy being a child of God. Why? Here he says, living with him forever. So maybe you're thinking like I did this past week, I was thinking about my mom and my dad and my brother. And when I think of them, knowing that they were good godly people, knowing that they are in heaven, enjoying. They're not going through a pandemic. They're not going through stress. They're not going through no toilet paper. They're, they're enjoying what God said is theirs. But here's the thing. I can enjoy my life while I'm here because when it's all said and done, When it's all said and done, Billy Graham said, I read the end of the book, we win. And I'll be able to enjoy eternity with them and with others that have gone on before us. But God also wants us to have the joy now. How do we know that? In John 10.10, here's a scripture for you. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy that's during this pandemic let me tell you there's a lot of people that have fallen for that that during this time of this pandemic Satan has come in and he stole your joy God doesn't want that for your life and then he wants to destroy your hope he wants to destroy your life But watch what it says and it continues to say in verse 10 I have come Christ speaking here I have come that they may have life and have it to its fullest. The scripture there is talking about not only, excuse me, the scripture there is not only talking about heaven when we're gone from this world. It's talking about here and now. Life to its fullest. I can live my life like I'm saved because I know, I know that I'm a child of God and He loves me. He loves me. Someone once said that when you laugh and you enjoy life, and a lot of people struggle with that, I guess, but when you laugh and you, struggle, uh, when you do that in your life, you get all the right wrinkles in the, all the right places. <laughs> and I think that's true, isn't it? Is that, you know, they say the, you get more wrinkles if you frown. So I want to smile a lot because I'm getting a lot of wrinkles, and I want to be one that's smiling and enjoying what God has given me. I don't like all the things going on, and I'm sure you don't either. But I know that God's in control. And I know God has got this thing. And I know he's going to bring us through this thing. But I know for sure that I know that I know that I know that heaven awaits. And so I'm relaxed, knowing, knowing that God loves me. My prayer for you today is just that that you know and have experienced God's love for your life. But also that you can experience that or, or share that love with others around you, your family members and others, and showing true love. Because it makes a difference, doesn't it? True love is important. And God gives it to you so you and I can give it to each other and to the world around us so that they too might have an opportunity to come to know Him as Lord and Savior. That's a good deal. Know that we love you, my friend. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. Take care. And God bless. Father Father God, I thank you for this moment. And I thank you for your love. For without it, we're sunk, as the little girl said. But Father, because of your love for us, we have the gift of eternal life. Help us to look up. Help us to look... To Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Father, help us to observe all the beauty that you have given us through our families, but also the creation around us, Father, all your handiwork. And Father, we can verify your love for us because we know Jesus did go to the cross. We thank you for that. And Father, may we now live our lives like we are saved. May we enjoy what we have here because you have blessed us richly knowing that you are with us always and never going to leave us. Thank you, Father, for that. Bless the people at home today. Keep them safe from harm. Bless our church always, fathers. We try to do our very best. Forgive us of our sins. Protect us and watch over us in the power of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Again, if you plan on coming to church in the near future of the, one of those three, three services, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or 5 o'clock, just pick up the phone this week, call the office, let us know which one you want, and we'll get you into one of those, okay? Again, God bless you, and take care.